Hi, this is Matt Kempel, co-owner of Milwaukee's premier live comedy spot, The Laughing Tap, and founder of the Milwaukee Comedy Festival. I hope everyone is ready for a great show tonight. Make sure you have turned off your electronic devices and keep talking to others in your group to a minimum. With that, I'd like to bring on tonight's headliners, Jim Martin and Chris Beyer. It's season six of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. It's Chris Beyer, as always, with Jim Martin. Hey, Jim. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Good. I Good. think we mentioned on a previous podcast that we had gone to the Laughing Tap to hang out with our buddy, Matt Kempel. Yep. We picked a night at random. Our guest, who was the comedian that night, I hate to break it to him, but we didn't go there because of him. We went there because of Matt. But as it turned out, we had a great show there with Johnny Beaner. Welcome, Johnny Beaner. Welcome, Johnny. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm deeply offended that you didn't come to see me specifically. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here. We were pleasantly surprised. If that's if that means anything to you, no, that's great. I no, that's 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 the point I'm at in my career where when people come to tell me they came specifically for me, I'm delighted. But yeah. I'm I'm aware that I'm off in the comedian. They're like, yeah, we went to the club because we like comedy, and you were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you are. Yeah, although I heard we weren't that good that night. Chris was saying you were mentioning on your podcast that that the Saturday night crowd crowd might have let you down a little bit. Oh, was it? Yeah, was that Saturday that you guys yeah. came? Or yeah, well, yeah. no, I wouldn't say you guys let me. Uh, the recording. <laughs> let's just say this: the album I recorded is pretty much all Friday night's crowds. Gotcha. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> you guys were fun. I had you know, fun. Uh, you know what? I'm not a good crowd. I love comedy, but I'm not a big laugher. I'm sure you get a lot of people like that that like being there, but when you look at them in the audience, they don't look like they're having fun. No, it, well, it's actually, it's, it's different. It's not that they don't look like they're having fun. They look like they're having a blast. They're happy. They just don't laugh loud and long and hard. It's not, it's not like the individual people in the crowds. It's just, it's weird when you get certain groups of people together. The comedian will feel like, oh man, what a, that was a rough show. And everyone walking out will shake your hand and be like, oh my God, that was so great. I had so much fun. Thank you. And it's like, wow. It's huh. just a different energy, you know. You just, you just don't. I don't know. The, like the Friday night was just explosive, and they all, you know, it was very contagious. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's got to be very comforting for the comedian up there hearing the laughs, even if the guy's smiling. You still want that, that right. laugh. Yeah, you yeah. want the loud, right. long laugh. Right. Yeah. We had a guy in our podcast once. When he laughed, he would just go. His mouth to be open. I can't even do it because people won't know what I'm talking about. His mouth to be open. He'd be slapping his knee, but there was no sound coming out. We're like, come on. It's all audio, right? right. Got nothing yeah. to go on here. <laughs> but he was laughing at yeah. all kinds of stuff, but on the inside. <laughs> yeah. You got you, yes. you to let it out. That's right. So what is the difference between a good crowd and a bad crowd? Is there, you know, there are bad crowds, right? Uh, sure. Yeah. That's a, boy, it seems like a, seems like a simple question, but it's, it's not. I, you know. And it's weird because it's just, it's so random. It's this collection of people that don't know each other. They just get together and sometimes there's magic and just sometimes it's, they're just not They're They're, they don't, they don't give it up or they, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what, I don't know how to explain it. You know, yeah. there's just not that it's, it's all about energy. It's just yeah. once there's that explosive contagious energy, it spreads and it's great. But if you just can't get that fuse lit, it just never Nothing. goes, yeah. Yeah. 
Of course, the, uh, the opposite thing might be that maybe you, I mean, I'm not speaking of you specifically, but the comedian might not be on. That might be the cause for a bad crowd that you don't have the energy, right? That could happen to a Well, right. I don't know if that's the crowd's fault, though. I mean, if the comedian's right. not bringing it, you know, I mean, yeah, I've had, I've had off shows where, you know, we all we all have. And that's, sure. I don't know if that's, you can't really blame the crowd. I mean, sure, we all do, because yeah. it feels better <laughs> to say that than <laughs> I sucked. But, you know, that's, that's the have you, How many shows have you had where you've been sick or under the weather or whatever, and you still got to get up there? Has that happened? Nineteen. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't you know what's funny i i don't i always I, I guess this is a common thing but like when you don't feel good and you're you are under the weather as soon as you get on the stage it's like when you have to go to the bathroom really bad you get on stage and all of a sudden it just goes away and you do your show i've never sneezed on stage and then as soon as the show's over you get off stage and you're like oh there it is that's oh, yeah. not oh that's right i feel terrible right. i had a show where i i did a, i did a college show and I was, oh man, I was just, I, I thought I was going to, I didn't think I was going to be able to get on the plane. I was like racing to the bathroom to throw, you know, to throw, I mean, this was, this was pre-COVID. So don't, I don't want you to think, oh boy, what an irresponsible traveler. <laughs> I mean, it was like, my whole family had this bug and I just didn't get it. And I was like, oh man, I think I dodged a bullet because this is a big, important, you know, big money college gig. And then sure enough, at like three in the morning. I just was just sweaty and sick as a dog. And I was like, I, I can't, you know, as a commitment, I have to go, you know? And so I flew there and I mean, it was just so, I was just so under the weather. And then I was great. And then the show, you know, and then I was fine. It was like the show cured me almost. Cause I even felt better after the show. Wow. All right. Cool. There you go. Feel sick. Go tell some jokes. So does it help to do crowd work if you've got a crowd that's kind of quiet or maybe a little bit down? Is, have you ever, do you do a lot of crowd work at all or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like doing crowd work. I like, I like not having to do crowd work because, sure. it, you know, that's, that shows that you are a good writer and have solid material. Yeah. But it's, you know, when you're doing stuff that you've done a bunch of times, sometimes it's just fun to, it's fun for the comedian to go out in the crowd and kind of have fun and improv it and, and stuff like that. So I, I do, I do like doing that. I mean, I, I've had shows where it's just like you catch lightning in a bottle and you just, you can't, you can do no wrong doing crowd work. And then when you, if it's too early in the show and you try to go back into material Uh-oh. and yeah. the audience is like, well, we were having fun. Like You're it's, like, it's yeah. more fun when we right, know it's right. spontaneous and you right. just can't get back into material. And then you yeah. kind of, yourself because you can't follow yourself you know yeah have you seen it where crowd work from a comedian can be kind of lazy yeah yeah oh sure yeah where it's just like okay the material's not going and then because it is it is it is sort of easier as long as you're not you know bombing with your crowd work it is an easier tool to get crowds laughing the one mm-hmm. thing i you know the one thing i i kind of don't like is when you when you see him doing all the the easy, hacky, you know, go-to, not necessarily improv, it's stock lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, well, that's that's not as impressive. We saw a guy, Ian Begg, I think mm-hmm. that's... Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, his he basically is the crowd work comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was all crowd work. And I watched some of his stuff later, and of course, you start to see the... Uh, the machinery behind the crowd work <laughs> yeah. in the sense that he's leading towards his act. Right. 
Yeah, well, especially like when you're coming up and you and you work with comics and you, you know they're like like you work with Ian for you know half hour or, or I mean a, a week a full weekend and you're doing six shows together you start to see oh okay mm-hmm. yeah it is it is it is planned right yeah, yeah there's there's a certain pattern to it yeah 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 mm-hmm. for sure yeah we saw another guy at uh, the Laughing Tap I won't say his name because I don't remember it but um but he was the opposite his, his his, he was like tired of doing his material or something. He's just up on stage, like, I don't know, what do you do? And he just started making fun of people, like, this is a dumb sweater, or, you know, like, whatever, like, what, what's going on here? I didn't, I didn't like him at all. Chris didn't mind it, but I didn't, I didn't like it, but it just felt like, like you said earlier, it just felt like he kind of gave up on his material and was like, oh, let's try some of this and see what, see if this one works out. I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, that's yeah, so, so funny you say that. Yeah. Cause I, I, I hate to admit, but yeah, I've, I've been there where it's just like, I'm tired of doing what I'm, you know, what I have on the docket. I'm let's let me have some fun. What do you do? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In there. Hecklers. What percentage of the time are you able to shut them down? And uh, you know, what's been your worst heckler story and maybe your best one as well? Um, I mean, generally, the, the, the rule is kind of the secret is to just kind of let them let them hang themselves. If you just, <laughs> you know, you let them repeat, you just say what, you know, you, you give them space. You don't have to like get all in your head. Like, Oh, I got to put them down. I need a zinger. You just talk to them and have a conversation. Eventually they will say something stupid and embarrassing or slip up. And that's just when you just point out what they said, they look like an idiot. And then you seem like you're, you know, this genius, but yeah, all you had to do is let them. Cause they're not, you know, it's easy to just shout out something and hide in the dark. But once someone's <laughs> like, wait, what's that? Why'd you say that? What do you mean by that? And then they're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, I have to, what? Yeah. Everyone's paying attention. Right. I'm not on the internet right now. Wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. My worst yeah. one is like, I, I, I don't even know if you consider it a Eckler story. I got booed. <laughs> I got booed off stage at Morty. I don't think Morty's is still around in Indianapolis. And, uh, I was, I was featuring. And there was a guest, Miss Pat. You know Miss Pat? I've heard the name. Oh, SNL? Uh, no. no. SNL Pat? No. Different no, Pat. but she's okay. blowing. No, not, not this is Pat. <laughs> it's not, it's Pat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but yeah, she, so she's, I mean, she's got a, she's got her own show. I think she's got a Netflix special, but she's, she's great. But this was kind of before she got big. She did a guest set after the host and before me. And she just explode, brought this energy that only she can. And, you know, and then just left him on fire. And then I went up and I was not able to ride the wave because, you know, it was a very, it was a very urban room at the time. And she brought a very deaf comedy jam feel to it, which mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, works for me. I can, you know, they can be like, oh, this dumb white boy, we are, that's hilarious. Not, not this show. They yeah. were just like, okay, Johnny Beaner has a tiny, yeah, that's not what we're looking for here. Right, right. <laughs> uh-huh. And along. so why it just, it was just crickets. And then eventually one guy was just like, boo. Oh no. And that cued the audience to be like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just <laughs> boo this guy to death. Oh God. And they all start booing. And I was like, all right, guys, hey, I, you know, I'm almost. I'm almost done. And then they start cheering. I go, well, I'm not done yet. And then they start booing. <laughs> it's like the Apollo. It sounds like she was oh, it was. It was brutal. <laughs> wow. Has somebody ever gotten off a really good zinger that was that you thought this guy had a good line? Uh, oh, sure. I'm sure. Sh- yes. I can't think of exactly what the line was, 
but I know I've been in a situation. And when that works, I mean, you do, you know, all you can do is give them props. Just be like, Hey, you know what? That's, you know, be like, Hey, I was hoping, I was hoping I was going to be the one that said the funniest thing of the night, but this guy's got it. You know, and that just endears the crowd to you when you're like, Hey, we all know what's funny. And that was funny. Let's, you know. Yeah. Have you ever had a heckler that actually got to you? Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you stink or it was, it, mm-hmm. it was, it's usually a woman that feels very entitled and is extremely rude and on her phone. And I'll mm-hmm. politely call her out on it. Cause, and I only say this because it's happened a couple times <laughs> and I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. I can't really imagine. To see an unfriendly side of Johnny Beaner on stage. And that, that, that what? happened. What is your crowd? If you saw, if there's an ideal audience for you, and obviously there's multiple ideal audiences, but is there, is there a town? Is there a, um, is there an age group? Is there something where you walk in and think, I, I know this crowd. I can knock them dead. Um, you know, I would say, I would say <clears throat> kind of the edge, either just out of college, like early, younger, maybe, f- you know, newly married. It's, now, like, my crowd has kind of evolved. It used to be very much the crowd, the, the college age crowd, because it was very silly and, and nonsensical. And now it's a lot of, uh, it's still very silly and immature, but it's, it's more family oriented, talking about, you know, wife, marriage, having kids. I would say, you know, younger people that are in relationships. Right. Your crowd is kind of aged with you. Yes. Yeah. Do you ever feel, too old for a crowd does that happen yeah i i definitely have to like if i do colleges which i don't do a whole lot anymore but uh if i do colleges i definitely have to dig in the archives because they don't you know they're not going to go along with oh you know my wife this and oh you know how naming your children is tricky you know yeah (laughs) and so so college kids i definitely have to uh be more selective of my material ahead of time. Yep. Yeah, is there any any particular uh, city you'd like to go to or any place you'd really like doing shows? I mean, I, I'm in Madison and, I mean, Comedy on State, that's, that's my favorite club. I, I love it. I love I love that club. I love uh, I love Milwaukee. I came up in Milwaukee, you know. I came up at the, the Comedy Cafe, so I love... Oh, okay. I love performing anywhere in, in Milwaukee. I love, you know, the Laughing Tap's been just fantastic. Minneapolis is a good town mm-hmm. for comedy that I've done. One thing that's essential now for comedians, I'm assuming, is a podcast. And you've got a podcast, The Calvary, right? Am I Cavalry, right? yes. Cal- say it for me. The Cavalry. It's Cavalry. the worst name for a podcast ever because <laughs> everyone says The Calvary. It's hard to Calvary. say. But it's cavalry, yes. Yeah, cavalry. But yeah, it's it. that was born out of, that's me <laughs> and Andrew Slater, and it was born out of COVID. We were on a cruise ship together. We had known each other. We did a comedy festival in Nebraska a long time ago, and uh, and we had met then. Um, but then we did a cruise ship. We were on a cruise ship together for two weeks, and it was like butted right up against COVID ending cruise ships. You know, mm-hmm. it was like March of. Oof. I think we got off early March 2020. Oh, and uh, and you know, and 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 we were like. Hey, let's do a podcast so we don't uh, go insane. You know, we had to do something, and uh, and we we're still going. We're at you know we're we're going to be recording 
I think episode 145 right after this. So nice. You're a newbie compared to us here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what number are you guys on? We're five years in. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. Six, we're, so mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, we are. We're rookies. Do you think it's been an effect? I mean, other than it being an artistic outlet, has it been a, an effective marketing tool in any way? I would love to say yes, <laughs> but we, and it's, it's a hundred percent our fault. I mean, it's, yes, I think it has, it's, you know, it's got its own social channels and maybe it brings people in and we have a few, you know, we have some diehard fans, but, but honestly, it's, we do it so much for the love of doing it that that gets in the way of us marketing it. Cause we're both, you know, full-time touring comics. And so it's, we, we put a lot of our energy into that on top of, you know, and, and that kind of pulls away from energy that we might put into uh marketing or email list for the, the podcast, or right. I don't know if we even have our, I think we both lost the password to our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're not, we're not making any money at this so we're not yeah. even trying to make money we've talked about that but no it's just a fun artistic endeavor yeah yep. it's a great creative outlet it yep. really is yep. yep in light of that uh we're going to use the last couple minutes of this half of the podcast pitching our idea to be on your podcast because we're always looking for ideas and oh, you guys, okay you guys have uh, guests on your show right we, you know what? This is so funny. And I'm not just saying this and I don't say this when people ask about it, but it's, it's true. We get the feedback. If you go on the cavalry and look at our feedback, I'm not saying no, but I'm just telling you that our listeners always tell us to stop having guests. Oh, really? On our podcast. <laughs> I, I did look at, I did go on your podcast and I did look at some of the feedback. I saw one. Of the opposite, saying "Oh, have guests." Now that guy must have been fighting the uh, the opposite people saying that. But, well, to uh, be honest, we don't listen to when they say "don't have guests." We, I mean, we definitely have had less guests, and now it's kind of once in a blue moon. But if we want to have guests, we'll have guests. All right. So I understand that the, the the concept of the show is you got beefs and you got somebody to back you up on the beef, right? Exactly. It's things that it's unpopular opinions you have that. You generally get pushed back, so we bring it to the cavalry, and the job is to try to support, you know, your partner, you know, uh, but it's it doesn't always work out, which is All good, right. because you don't want just <laughs> yes-men, you know, sure. agreeing with everything. I prepared a small beef. Maybe Jim did, too. I'll tell you my beef. And this oh, that's gives perfect. You a, gives you a feel for what we're going to be talking about here, if we're guests on the show. All right, here's my beef. Let's Every now and then, you hear about a police department that as some type of public relations ploy, they'll start pulling over people that are driving well. What happens if this guy that gets pulled over freaks out because the cop is trying to serve him some type of Applebee's coupon, <laughs> and this guy ends up, you know, getting a beat down? And my city's in flames. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with a Molotov cocktail if some cop causes my city to burn because he's trying to hand this this coupon out. So that's sure. my beef. So what what do you need? What exactly do you need backup on? I want want to hear from you that this is legitimate, that uh, this is a stupid idea to pull over people that are doing good. That scares the hell out of them. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it scares the heck out of him. And it's like, Oh, this, this guy's going to love it. This guy's going to love it. I got a, I got a bowl of ice cream for him. Well, maybe he has diarrhea, you know, and he's yeah. racing to get home sure. and you just totally ruined his day or, you know, he's going to be late to his daughter's recital. It's like, yeah. well, hold on. You got the body cam ready here. I'm going to give him the ice cream. It's like, <laughs> right. right. I don't, yeah. I don't subscribe to that at all. It's like, hey, come on. My wife is in labor. This is what I'm getting. What, ice cream. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Jim, you yeah. have something? Most of my beefs, I think, are pretty common beefs. Bad drivers, you know, a lot of, a lot of driving beefs. You know, the people who wave you, you're at the stop sign, it's their turn to go, but they're going to wave you ahead. Like, what are you doing? No, don't, no, you got to, that just yeah. screws everything up. Or the people at Costco who leave their giant cart in the middle of the, you know, the aisle. It's really oblivious people is really that, that. Oh, in the middle of the aisle. I thought yeah, you were going to yeah. say the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You know, the aisle, but yeah, the parking lot too, you know, but it's the people who, uh, who don't realize that there's society is actually around them. That right. Not you have to know your themselves. surroundings. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But well, I think those are pretty common beef. So I don't know if I need the cavalry. I, I, you know, if I think of something else, bring in the cavalry. Jim, you know, Jim, the idea is yeah. for us to get on the Pitching. show. So right. Well, I, don't I'm sure that. I'll come up with something. Yeah. I just, you yeah. know. Well, Johnny, uh, you will have a couple of minutes to contemplate that because we're going to end this half hour. He's got a hard out. Johnny's got a hard out. That's another beef I got. You're Wait, be careful with that. Like, I got a hard out. Come hey, on. Be careful with that. Be yeah. careful with yeah. that word there. Chris. We talked about this three weeks ago. And no, this, <laughs> but this is my new beef. Johnny's hard out. That's BS. He's lying. There's something behind it. I know it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I agree. I'm like, I'm going all diva on you, but if you want, you can listen to episode 145 of the Cavalry. There you go. And, uh, you'll hear, hey, we just got done doing bait and switch. I'll get you guys a shout out. Oh, nice. There you go. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the conclusion of our interview with comedian Johnny Beaner. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.